Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. If you hear noise in the background, I actually chose this because I am sitting on my private balcony, mostly naked, in the Seychelles. I wish you could see me right now. You would die. But um, luckily no one else can, so it's fine. Anyway, I brought my equipment with me because I thought this was the perfect time to sort of do some self-reflection. And let me tell you, the last few weeks have been anything but easy. I know that Instagram and just day-to-day things that I do make everything look easy. And I just wanted to clarify that because, you know, I know I get a lot of questions from people going, how do you do it? You do it with such grace and such dignity and like, you know, it's so hard to get divorced and to move on and you found love. And look, none of it is without its ups and downs. Obviously, the transition has been really, 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 really difficult. Some days are great. Some days are not. Some days you just think everything is in... you know, control and then it's not, you know, I haven't been in control of my own finances since I was 25. I haven't really been in control of, as in when I mean that, I mean like all the house bills, all the things that you have to do on top of it, running all the house stuff on your own. And I know, I know I sound spoiled, but trust me, sometimes I wish I was in an apartment without any of them. 
the kids going in 50 million directions on the weekend and all the scheduling, all the play dates at the house stuff, all the garden people, like the house cleaning, all of this stuff, washing, ironing, and then five different jobs that I have, plus the children, plus school, plus, plus, plus. It's overwhelming at the best of times. And I'm not moaning because I do have help and I do have like people to offload on. And I think about whenever I get really, really overwhelmed and like, fuck everybody and I hate the world and I can't do all this on my own. Weirdly, I think about all the time, Sophie, who does it without her staff and she does all the drop-offs, all the pickups, you know, like I am arranging everything and telling everyone where to be and when, and that's amazing. But, you know, micromanagement is one of my biggest pet bloody peeves, just finding someone that can just take over a job. Whereas I understand someone like Sophie is doing everything on her own. So then I'm like, oh, you know, she does it all. You know, when I watch her smile and think, fuck, she's amazing. Plus pays her bills, plus, plus, plus. So, you know, look, I'm not moaning. I'm just having a rant for a second. I've changed assistants and many of you love Melissa. And, you know, unfortunately we've had to part ways. And I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, it's a lot when you change somebody that's run such a big part of your life. And it's a lot for me to maneuver. So I've been trying girls. I hope I found the right fit. But again, you know, anyone that knows who's changed anyone in their life that this kind of length of time, it's a huge change. The children, all the um, passwords, all the responsibility of everything that you've got in your life. And when you're on your own and you're running the children, you have to be able to go to work still. So, you know, how do you train people? How do you know they're doing a good job in the day? How do you leave your house completely open to strangers? Because I can't take off a week and just stay there and watch everything's going on. And then my housekeeper as well is also leaving. She's going back to the Philippines. So that's a housekeeper and an assistant and, you know, people in my actual physical home that have to be trained, trusted, and left. It's very scary. Plus, you know, managing my ex-relationship. It's very, very difficult. As I said, some days it's really good and some days it's just not. And that's not for either of our reasons. I think when you first start and you break up, you break up with the best of intention that obviously you're going to be best friends and everything's going to be fine and you'll have the same relationship, but it will just be slightly different. But, you know, obviously things like that don't always run true. And I think, you know, we we are now struggling with the fact that, you know, he contributes towards a house and he's living in an apartment. So how do you have two less? Do you have one person with a villa, the other person with the apartment? And then if you want two of exactly the same, that's double the price. So then do you take the children down to half the lifestyle they're used to? Or do you, you know, does one person live better than the other? I'm, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Do you, do you not want the children to have all the things they're used to? I also can't possibly like go to work and not have help. I cannot. I, I will have to stay home and give up work. There is, it is impossible. And Dubai, our children home at two. So it's not like they're gone all day. They are not gone all day. They start at six or they wake up at six and they're gone till two. That is it. And then, you know, the crazy starts. So what I had realized or what I am doing is reflecting on balance. And it's a word that, you know, I used to sort of like roll my eyes and go, God, it's like yoga, isn't it? 
balance. What the fuck does that mean? And actually, I'm sort of working it out now. Balance is understanding that every part of your life needs to be worked out. It's like I have so many sectors of my life right now, like really a lot because, you know, I have Sergio, right? Who is 26 years old and this is his first relationship, like his proper first love, his proper kind of first time with doing everything. So my bitter old ass going, oh, I've got to do this again. Or are you crazy? You know, oh, I don't want to get married ever. I, you know, hate life, hate, you know, got things to do, ruins his joy every day and takes the fun out of his first time of everything. It's just really hard to get the right balance in your life because everybody wants a piece of you, especially when you're a mom, an ex-wife, a girlfriend, like you know, when is there time left for you? Like, you just don't get any time. Nobody leaves you the fuck alone, like ever. It's insane. It's like everybody wants their piece of the pie and their piece of the action, but nobody wants to say, what, what do you need? Would you like to have an hour off? Like, I have this thing when the kids are in bed. I just want one hour, one hour. Or the gym, one hour where nobody asks me anything. Nobody calls me mummy. Nobody calls me in the gym. Nobody asks me a fucking question. All I want to do is watch a mindless, brainless show, like whatever it is, and just laugh and be left the fuck alone. Why is this too much for anyone, anyone to understand? It's insane to me. And by the way, all of these people, because they're individuals and they're not wives, mothers, ex-wives, and, you know, and they're just the person that they are, they get all the time in the world to be on their own. They get all the time in the world to be fucking selfish. And all I do is end up just pleasing everybody else and making everybody else's life go exactly the way they want. So my children, I'm scooching around doing play dates and getting them the friends they want and making sure their school's running. Their, you know, all the new clothes are in their wardrobes. You know, my ex-husband is happy so that he gets to see the kids whenever they want. And like, you know, hopefully his house is all done and, you know, the cleaning's done in his house and it will all go lovely for him. So he's happy so that he won't be annoyed at me and my boyfriend so I can be the best girlfriend for him. And like, you know, and he wants all his alone time because they're not his kids, obviously. So in the evening, he wants his time too. And then well, there's no time left for me, none. It's just incredible. Then when you're redoing your staff, you have to answer all their questions all day. Talk about like multitasking. It's not two things a day. I'm doing 56 things a day. Okay, let's pause for a minute and discuss my hair. Since so many of you write in to me about how I keep my hair looking so shiny and bright, I wanted to tell you about a new product I have been using. I've tried so many shampoos and conditioners on the market and I can never find the right one. But lately I've been using Gemist and I took their two minute quiz, which is really easy to do people, and their fancy schmancy algorithm matched me with the best shampoo and conditioner I've ever used. So they matched me with shampoo six, conditioner 12, and a balancing bar. Is it magic? No, it's actual science. It also smells amazing. Hints of mixed berries, pink pepper, lily of the valley, which is one of my favorites, rose, crushed tonka beans. It's got quality ingredients, which I love. Sulfate free, paraben free, dye free, 
and never tested on animals. You all know how much I love my animals. And it's manufactured in the US. If you're ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemist. So right now, my listeners can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner. Just visit Gemist.com and get the personalized recommendation and enter DND at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That's Gemist.com. G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com. And enter code DND at checkout to get the best hair care of your life. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Anyway, I'm having a rant because I think it's good for people to know. I don't know what the answer is, frankly, but I think if you spread yourself so thin, I mean, divorce doesn't mean that, you know, you walk away from that person and skip away and all your ties and then because it's a management game. In fact, I need more people to help manage the entire system. It's a business. It becomes a business. Who gets what, when, you know, and even when they go to their dads, like behind the scenes, we manage everything. Then if you have a boyfriend who's got no children, again, like they think things magically happen. You can just pick up and like, drop things all day long and you cannot. My kids, if I don't call them back in two minutes, I get 56 messages, literally 56 messages. My son, if will ring me off the hook until I pick up, like it doesn't matter where I am. Anyway, so balance is like key in life because I started meditating. I was in danger of exploding, like totally exploding because I'm just, I just literally want the world to fuck off. And it's all the people you love, unfortunately, that put all the pressure on you. I love every single person that I'm talking about, but I could still throttle all of them, like literally all of them. And then you have this thing where you're like, I just don't want any of them. Literally. I'm like, if I never see an ex-husband, children or boyfriend again, it'll be too soon to sit on an island by myself. But that's also obviously not the answer. We, we make these complicated lives and then, you know, we're prisoner of them. So I'm not really sure what the answer is because, again, it really does, I suppose, come for love that everyone needs so much from you. So I don't know what the answer is, frankly, because women, we kind of have to do it all. I th- always think that a man goes to the office and focuses on one job and everything else is done for him and it sort of happens. And women, we're expected to do their job and everybody else around us. I mean, how do they think that the house is organized? How do they think the windows are clean, the the dry cleaning is done, flowers are in the house? It doesn't matter if you've got staff. Who instructs the staff? Who makes sure that they, the staff are all running? The food's on the table, the play dates are done, the driver's going in the right direction, whether you've got one or not. Each child needs attention. It's just mind-blowing, mind-blowing how much stuff you have to remember. And not in one sector. A man goes to the work and thinks about banking or, you know, whatever his job is for the day. It's normally in the same sector. Women, we have to think, my brain is like a fucking Rubik's cube, like literally a Rubik's cube. It's one of those mind game puzzles. One minute I'm thinking about what dress goes to what dry cleaner or what jacket goes there. What mother I have to ring because each child needs a separate play date on the weekend. Have I forgotten a child? What time they need dropped off, picked up? Have they eaten when they got home? Will they be eating at the play date or home? Have they got school homework? 
are they happy while I'm traveling? Because I have to travel for work because I'm the face of one of the largest hotel groups in the world. So I know you all think that I'm on holiday constantly, but it's actually my work too. So that means that the whole world doesn't stop while I'm on holiday. It means that I need to make sure I'm doubly protected, doubly covered. That, you know, when I am like however many hours away, that people know where I am, you know, or what I'm doing. And then time difference. And then, you know, I've got podcasts to do. I've got guests to be done. I mean, it's just insane the amount of stuff in different areas that needs to be done. And that's not forgetting things like stupid things that happen while you're done. I mean, last time I went away on holiday, they managed to lose Taz, my tiny little Pomeranian, which I think most of you know by now, which is like literally losing a child for me. And I can't even tell you the conversation that I had with my housekeepers because my um, turtle had got loosed. And they, you know, obviously I wasn't so worried about my turtle because when a turtle gets loose in the garden and in the heat, he's living his best bloody life. When a tiny Pomeranian gets loose, you've got about three hours before he's dead. And about four hours into it or six hours into it, they decided to tell me that Taz had gone missing and that they would proceed to look for him the next day because it was no issue. To which again... Like, it's just mind-blowing to me. I had an actual mental breakdown because I was like, what do you mean it's no issue? Taz is not a turtle. He will not survive the heat. Taz, if he doesn't eat or he is in the extreme heat of Dubai, has about two hours to live. He's a tiny little thing with a tiny little nose that can't calibrate his heat. It was incredible. To which, you know, that was my last holiday. So lost papers have to be sent out. People have to be called you know, this holiday, it's like I'm replacing, I have to find a new Melissa. So who's in the house with the children while I have to travel? All of these things, people forget how much goes into life and how much stress these things can be. Plus, if you're dating, you have to be light and like fun and like all of these things. So I get messages from people going, oh, you know, how do you do it? How do you make it? I don't know if I can date again, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, maybe it's easier just to be like on your own. Totally. It's not that bad. I never really feel lonely because there's always people up in my face anyway, literally up in my face. I mean, when I say in my face, I mean, if a dog isn't licking me, I have like children, everybody's in my face. That alone sounds sometimes pretty fucking good to me. So I get it. Like, I mean, I don't understand why people would be scared to date. I don't understand why there's so much pressure on it. What do you mean scared to date? It doesn't work out. It doesn't bloody work out. Who cares? I, I really don't understand. Like, you have to change your mentality. It's not like you go on a date and you're like asking to marry the guy. If it's not fun, leave. I always said, you know, like you can move. We're not trees. Move. If you don't like the situation you're in, leave it. I don't, I don't get this whole thing that women have. Like, I've had run really bad relationship and I'm now I'm scared to commit and try again. Why? What happens if you try again? It's only either good or it's not. And if it's not, you go back to your apartment. Just because you start dating a guy doesn't mean say you have to give up your entire bloody life. I suggest you make sure your life is damn good with or without. That's it. That's the actual answer. And I'm sure it's the same for men. Why do we need to start from a, the premise that this is forever? You don't. 
take that away, then it's just for a good time until it's not a good time. And then it's less pressure means it's a good time. This whole thing, it's like life. I mean, what can't you get rid of in life, right? Sadly, you can't get rid of an ex-husband because he'll always be the dad of your children. And I'm not talking about my ex-husband. I'm just in, in general, okay? They never go. So children, you can't get rid of. They're always in your life. These are a given. I truly choose my children. I love my children, but they're very stressful. But the rest of the things you create around you, work has to happen. Because if you're going to pay all your bills, do all your things, you know, keep the life that you want for yourself. Like I, I really made a life for myself that I want. Like I dreamt of the house I'm in. I dreamt of the things. I will pay the bills, but I need peace. I need a second. I need that balance of people saying, give me a minute. For this hour, I will not call Caroline. I will not speak. Peace is such a fucking luxury that I can't tell you how much I need it. Like I can't tell you how much I need it. And no one respects that. No one. I just don't, I don't even know how to ask. How do you ask for that? As soon as you say peace, people get all selfish. Like whoever's in your life, you don't want me around. Nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Respect my time. That's it. I just don't want anyone around. Zero people, zero noise, zero anything. Peace is the biggest bloody luxury and money can't buy. <laughs> money can't actually buy it. I work this hard and money can't buy it. It's crazy, isn't it? Anyway, I think that these kind of holidays get you to reset, rethink. And I think no matter what, the cost of not having a break for yourself is too high. Be it like an hour in the gym, be it a yoga lesson, be it, I don't know, what, whatever you enjoy, a cooking course, you know, it's my idea of hell, but some people like it. Whatever floats your boat. My advice to everybody out there is breathe deep. And you do, you have to put boundaries. You have to put boundaries on everybody in your life. Everybody. Like I even found it with the people that work for me because they also need your time. They also want you. You have to have boundaries with everybody. Your children, your ex-husband, your boyfriend. Everybody has to have a boundary in life. Everybody. Because, you know, for them, they're one of one. For me, they're one, you know, they're all one. So everybody screeching at you at the same time is just totally overwhelming. And at that point, I think that's when women just take on too much. You can't be everything to everyone. And you have to accept without self-care and love, you will be not fit for anyone. Anyone. You know, I'm learning to do all these things, like all the stuff I used to rubbish. Like even I was actually really enjoying my yoga lessons, which I've already managed to put aside for training lessons because I felt like I was getting fat again. I know I shouldn't and I should go back to the stretching and the yoga, which is probably better than even the weight training and everything else. And who cares actually what size I get? Like I really, I mean, I don't know why it bothers me so much. It's a few pounds and it will come off eventually. 
I started meditating in the morning. That really helped. Just the breathing. I really enjoyed that. And it kind of sets your day. And then when I got really stressed about things I can't control, I, was, I started meditating again. Now I'm seeing all these healers. And I have to say, when I go to them, I do feel, I mean, I don't know whether it's rubbish or not. I, have, I can't quite decide, but like, I'll tell you what it does for me. It's that hour. It's that hour, no matter what, <laughs> even if I'm paying for it, that none, no one can find me. I'm in somebody else's house and someone's like doing a breathing technique and I'm technically unavailable. So I'll keep going because I kind of enjoy that. Cosmosurge does that for me too, actually. I just lying on that bed, letting them do everything. But at the end of the day, it's knowing your limits, knowing what you can and cannot accept in your relationships, which is what I'm, you know, no good at, frankly, because I want to make everyone happy around me, everyone. And then what happens is you just honestly will explode because there's just too much pressure from everybody and not enough time for you. And I think that at my age now, I've always said to myself, if things weren't okay and things weren't going the way I wanted it to be, I'm not scared of ending my days on my own. I'm just not. I'm really not. I just think life's very different these days. You know, I'm in a very fortunate position. I don't think it's going to end that way. But if it did, that's also okay. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in my life. And also because it's not even just about your children, your husband, your boyfriend, the things like that. You also have friends. Friends that dump their shit on you every single day. Like we all have those friends that, I mean, I love them. I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. And it's probably my fault too, because I'm one of those people that likes to solve everybody's problems for them. But you end up carrying it. You know, the ones that call you for an hour and a half in a day don't ask you how you are and dump their shit on you. And then you try and sort of help them solve what they need, but you feel completely drained when you get off the phone, like actually physically drained. And that's another thing. So energy suckers, I think we call them. Energy suckers. I'm learning how to redirect my energy. And I really feel it, by the way. I had this man come in the other day to stage my house after changing assistants and house staff and things like this because I felt like I really needed good energy in my home. And thank God, when I moved in, funnily enough, I really felt it was great energy. But all this stuff was happening. It was so weird. Like I moved in. I didn't have the best move in. You know, I got a message after two weeks of like putting all this money into the house and making exactly how I wanted it and being my dream home and everything I wanted. And then I got this message that they were, you know, coming around to show it to people to buy it. And I'm like, hang on a minute, just bloody rented it. Three kids made all their rooms their own put all the stuff that I needed into it. And, you know, now they're going to sell it from under me. I was like, that's it. World's worst week. And then I realized that I've just got to switch the energy in my, in my house and it's not me. And actually, no, they won't, you know, they won't be selling it right now because I'm in it. <laughs> you know, I don't have to accept things the way that they want them to be. So once I put my foot down, things have slightly changed and it's all a switch in your own head. It's how you see it. It's how you view it. And even if for whatever reason they did manage to find someone to buy it, say it was going to take months to do the contracts. Things go under all the time. What am I worrying about? Stop worrying. I'm a perfectionist. That's the problem. I want everything done perfectly in my way. 
And so it's understanding sometimes you can't control all aspects of your life, I guess. And I just haven't got, I haven't had that understanding yet. I think this is really something that most of us women struggle with is just relationships. It's relationships, relationship with ourselves, relationship with our children. You know, I have a 14-year-old daughter who's going through very different things. And I have two little boys who just, you know, even if I'm going away once a month, in their mind, I live in another place. Like I may as well be home two days. And I know some of you think that I'm never home anyway, because I don't post them on my Instagram, but that I'm actually am home. I just don't post them on Instagram because I don't think it's fair to them. And I don't think that it's anybody's business and they didn't choose to be in the public eye. I did. And that's why not because I'm not with them, but in the meantime, you know, sometimes my kids, you know, do feel abandoned even though their father is with them, whatever they want mommy at home all the time. They just do. So they don't understand that my job is to travel as well. It's managing so much expectation from so many different people that it's it's just really, really, really hard. I mean, what can I say? I hope, and I think that I'm getting from all of you, I'm hoping that I'm answering a lot of your questions. And I, what I wanted to do with this podcast is show you that I am not perfect, that I do struggle. Life isn't as perfect as you see in those pictures. It isn't always easy. But what I do do, I try and do it my best. Some of them, I probably fail at most of them. But I try my best is, I think, what I'm trying to say. And I think that we all do. And I th- I want you to know that I'm with you in all of this, paying bills, you know, being a good mom, being a girlfriend, like, who's not exhausted and doesn't, like, get into bed at seven o'clock. And then, like, obviously, if you have a 26-year-old boyfriend, I'm slightly meant to be doing Cirque du Soleil around the bedroom by eight, you know. But that doesn't always happen. It's not easy to get into that vibe either. So all of these things that women are supposed to do, it's hard to juggle, you know, and it's hard to do all the right things. And I'm figuring them out because again, when you've been married as long as some of us have, and I was, you get fucking lazy. You don't have to do any of it. It's a different life. And I'm realizing that divorce means you do not get to just move on. It means now I have two families. That's it. I have two fucking families to keep happy. Because no matter what, no matter what up and down that I go through, my ex-husband will always be family for me and my kids and everyone. Now, and my new boyfriend is my new family. So now I have two. It's that simple. And that's what I have to get my head around. So I have two people to answer to. And it's really hard. It's really, really, really hard. Anyway, if anyone has any better solutions to all of this stuff that I'm ranting over, I had a nice glass of wine. I'm in the Seychelles. I'm not really having a pity party because I'm in the Seychelles and having a nice glass of wine. I can hear myself, girls, don't worry. I do understand that this is pretty fucking amazing too. But if you have better solutions or some of you been through it and dealing with it better than I am, feel free, DM me, inbox me. I love getting your messages. I get so many from so many of you. I'm so happy that this is resonating with so many of you and that you all look forward to Wednesday because as I told you before, I've never listened to any of them. 
I'm scared to, for a multitude of reasons, as I said, not, and it's not just about my own voice. It's just about like being authentic and, you know, just speaking as I go. So I'm super glad that you're all loving it and keep listening. And I will see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 